Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through July 2nd. We want to wish everyone up north happy belated Canada Day and then a happy early 4th of July to everyone here in the States. Yes. Um, We're coming between both um, holidays in North America. Yes, we are. It's been a busy week. We have quite a few things to talk about. The biggest thing, of course, is Grand Prix assignments were released, but we've got a little episode that we've recorded that's special that you may or may not have heard by now. Yes. So we won't be spending this episode talking about Grand Prix assignments because we did a special one for that. So we're just going to talk about everything else that happened this week. Yes. Um, And we'll get started talking about our event, starting with our event results, and the Broadmoor Open took place this past week. Um, That one's always tends to be like the first kind of competition for a lot of our skaters that train over on the West Coast, um, mostly, or the Midwest area that tend to be at Broadmoor. One thing that did not happen at Broadmoor that's been happening the past couple of seasons is the Peggy Fleming Trophy. So um, that was one thing that we did not take place at Broadmoor. I don't think it's happening this year. But let's get started with the senior women. Mia Callen won the senior combined event. She landed a quad toe loop, which received almost plus one GOE to open her free skate. She next fell on her quad sal cow attempt, and it was called on the quarter. Now, the quad sal is a new jump in competition for Mia um, this season, along with the triple axle that she attempted only in her short program, and that was called under rotated. She finished a close second in the free skate, but she still won the combined event. Hannah Herrera, not to be confused with Hannah Harrell. I know that gets a lot of people, but this is <laughs> Hannah Herrera. She won the free skate by 0. .06 points, but she finished fourth overall. Sonia Hilmer won the silver medal and the Jenkins Trophy for the Outstanding Free Skate by a Senior Competitor, with Marin Pierce claiming the bronze. Now, Courtney Hicks finished fifth overall after skating a clean third place short. Um, This is Courtney's first competition since the 2021-2022 qualifying season. She had announced in May that she decided to return after watching the 2023 Four Continents Championships in person, and she realized how much she missed competing. So Courtney is back, um, and I believe Glacier Falls is her next competition. Well, there were only two senior men that competed at Broadmoor Open. Kai Kovar won. He landed a triple axle in his short program. And Ian Kang was second. Grace Hans and Danny Newdecker debuted their Dracula-themed free skate. And in the junior women, Elise Lynn Gracie and Logan Hagasi Chen were the top two. There were no junior men or pairs at this competition. 
Well, the National Theater on Ice took place this past week in Fraser, Michigan, and we are going to make sure we mention all of the medalists in all of the categories to shine a light on Theater on Ice. So we'll start with Open Combined. The gold medalists were Houston Ice Theater Skaters. Silver was the North Shore Crystal Blades, and they're from the North Shore Figure Skating Club. Bronze was the Ocean State Ice Theater, and they're out of the Pawtucket and Providence Figure Skating Club. Now, we also want to mention Stellaris because we had their coach on, Kendall LeClaire, to talk about ice theater. Um, and or I should say theater on ice, and they finished in seventh place, and which is a great accomplishment for them because they are a newer team for um, theater on ice. And Kendall had a little bet with her skaters. Um, I'm not sure if it was based on placement or if they just improved since last season or what it was, but she made a bet that she would dye her hair blue. Well, she did live up to the bet, and she does does have, there's photos of her with blue hair. Her tips of her hair are is blue. So we want to congratulate Stellaris um, for doing well in this competition. And for Kendall, she looks great with the blue hair. <laughs> for intermediate combined, the gold medal went to Space Coast Hurricanes from Space Coast Iceplex Figure Skating Club. Silver went to Harmony Theater Company of Michigan. And bronze went to Team Spectacle of Iceworks Skating Club. Well, the adult combined gold went to Harmony Theater Company of Michigan, and they were the hosts of this event. Silver went to the Atlanta Ice Theater Unsupervised, and bronze went to the San Francisco Ice Theater. In preliminary, Space Coast Hurricanes won the gold medal. Capital Theater on Ice from the Washington Figure Skating Club won silver, and bronze went to Team Envision of Iceworks Skating Club. In novice, gold went to the Harmony Theater Company of Michigan, silver, Ocean State Ice Theater, and bronze, Encore of Boston, which is out of the Skating Club of Boston. In junior, Act 1 of Boston won the gold, silver, went to Los Angeles Ice Theater, and bronze went to San Francisco Ice Theater. In senior, gold went to the Harmony Theater Company of Michigan, silver went to Forte of Boston, and bronze went to the Capitol Theater on ice. And rounding it out with adaptive, Virginia Ice Theater of the Skating Club of Northern Virginia won the gold, Unified Bravo of the Essex Skating Club of New Jersey won silver, and the bronze medal went to Chicagoland Ice Theater Inspirations from the Rockford Skating Club. Congratulations to all competitors on a great season. And Gina and I look forward to following Theater on Ice next season. So, as you know, I'm going to Lake Placid later this month for the Ice Dance Championships. But the Figure Skating Championships of Lake Placid took place this past weekend. Alec Ginsberg won the short program and Jack Dushensky won the free skate. They were separate events and both skaters represent Skate Canada. Senior women was won by Canadian women 
Maya Isabel won the short program event. Marie Raphael Savoy won the free skate event. David Steingart of Canada won both the short program and free skate events for junior men. And Catherine Limkatkai won the short program. Katie Turcott won the free skate in the junior women events. Well, we also want to mention that Wakaba Haguchi returned to competition for the first time since September of 2022, and she skated her Coldplay free skate. She finished third place at Aqua Cup in Chiba. Ryan Sumiyoshi was first place, and there were photos that were shared that we will put in our show notes. The Dreams on Ice tour in Japan was this past weekend. Fantasy on Ice ended this weekend so touring is coming to an end i think and we're we're gonna maybe get a few more shows coming up and then everyone's just gonna be focused on getting ready for next season moving on to general skating news uh u.s figure skating released the team envelopes for the 2023-24 season funding is based primarily on last season's national and international results So this was posted on July 1st. We will put a link to the criteria um, in our show notes. Now the team envelopes are separate from U.S. Figure Skating's International Selection Pool, which we all know is the ISP, which lists skaters by discipline who are ISU senior and junior age eligible for the 2023-2024 season and can be considered for international assignments. So currently on the ISP, there are 32 men, 45 women, 9 pairs, and 18 ice dance teams. Skaters and teams can be added to the ISP based on summer competitions, for example. So we will keep an eye on that, see who gets added um, throughout the summer. Yes, and I thought we should mention one team from pairs that is not on either the ISP or in the funding envelope, and that is Alexa Kinnearum and Brandon Frazier. We still don't officially know what their plans are, but for now they are not listed in either of those items, so that leads me to believe that they are at least taking the season off. Um, But again, not sure. Waiting for the two of them to make an announcement. So Kathy Reed posted on social media a big announcement. We are going to get the second annual Chris Reed Trophy. It's going to take place in Yokohama on September 23rd. And signups are open from July 1st through the 20th. And I will get a link to that and put it in the show notes. So if you are a competitor who wants to register for the competition, we got you covered here. Yeah, I'm glad that event is continuing. And I know they told us, uh, Kathy and Allison said that it was going to happen again. So I'm glad to hear now we have officially the dates. Yes. um, That that uh, event is happening um, still. Yes. Well, Kelsey Parker Gislason is removed from any athlete facing role with U.S. figure skating. She also issued an apology Um, And you can read more about that in the USA Today article that Christine Brennan wrote, and we will have the link in our show notes. So Penguin Random House has revealed that Gracie Gold's memoir is going to be released on February 6th, 2024. The name of her memoir is going to be called Out of Shape Worthless Loser, which is all one word. 
and it offers an unprecedented look inside the pressure-packed world of figure skating while revealing her battle to survive mental illness, eating disorders, and crippling perfectionism. I'm really looking forward to reading this book. I am expecting, based on what's been revealed so far, that it is going to shed a light on some of the negative impacts in the figure skating world. I mean, what I was going to say is it's, I think it's going to be, it's going to shed a light on some of the stuff that we don't really want to talk about. The stuff that we know happens, Mm -hmm. that we wish didn't happen, that... That needs to be talked about. I mean, even if it's uncomfortable. Right. I mean, you and I have talked about some issues on this podcast, and it's not easy to talk about it, even from the outside. Right. And this is a situation that I think this book could really shed attention on the negative piece of the sport that needs to be exposed and dealt with. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I think it could be... I don't know that the things that will come out will be a huge surprise, but I think that it's going to amplify things mm-hmm. that need to be out there so that attention is given and change is made. Yes. Well, moving on to our recent articles and interviews segment, Golden Skate did an article with Australia's Anastasia Gulobova and Hector Giotopoulos more about their bright future ahead. And if you noticed on the Grand Prix assignments, they are going to be making their senior Grand Prix debut. So I, I'm not sure if the article mentioned all about that, but it does talk about their bright future ahead for them. Um, and so we'll have that link in the show notes. So our favorite figure skating historian, Ryan Stevens of SkateGuard, was a guest on the Future of Figure Skating podcast to talk about how important it is to preserve the history of our sport. Well, Polina Edmonds had on the podcast Andrew Torgeshev, another person who is going to be making his senior Grand Prix debut. Still Gina, I can't believe <laughs> I feel like he's debuted before. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Golden Skate had a great article on Mao Shimada, who is, of course, Japan's newest star in the figure skating world. Well, U.S. figure skating talked with three collegiate seniors um, who obviously graduating, so they shared their memories of um, collegiate skating. Um, and as they bid farewell to that chapter of their lives and start their next chapter. Well, another one of our favorite people, Jackie Wong, who I'm surprised came out of hibernation to be part of this because, you know, he likes to take a break until (laughs) we get to the fall again. He put together his top 10 moments for Team USA, and it is part of U.S. Figure Skating's fan zone. And I thought he did a great job with it. He really captured a lot of uh, a lot of cool events that happened in the last season for Team USA athletes. You know, and with Jackie, I wonder sometimes if he doesn't need to write it down. He just remembers those moments because <laughs> I was like, yeah. some of those things I was like, 
oh, I forgot about that or I forgot about that. And remember when we did our um, year in review, I mean, we totally <laughs> didn't write things down or whatever, but I feel like Jackie just knows or he goes back and looks at his tweets and then he refreshes his memory. But I feel like it's all in his head and he knows exactly what he wants to talk about in the top moments and all of that. So, Well, you know, he, I think he's a statistician too, like in his... <laughs> I think it's something data means a lot to him. So it wouldn't surprise me if there's some mental filing cabinet he delves into when he's putting these lists together. June wrapped up Pride Month. And so there were a couple articles that U.S. figure skating had posted through um, the month. The one that they wrapped up with was the Joy Skate Productions host Pride Month Be Here, Be You event, which featured Olympian Randy Gardner and RuPaul's Drag Race contestant, Milk. And Milk happens to be a former U.S. ice dancer. Oh. Yeah. See, I haven't gotten to read that article yet. Very. Yeah, cool. it's pretty It's pretty awesome. And finally, U.S. Figure Skating had an article talking with Marcus Thomas. Marcus is a member of Brooklyn Blades on Ice. He competed at the 2023 National Theater on Ice competition in the open division and his team finished in eighth right behind Stellaris. Um, Marcus has a really interesting story. He was born with only one kidney. He had heart issues and an allergy to the sun. Um, He's had some cognitive issues as well, but this kid is a wonder. He is I mean, to be able to do what... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. He's doing it's it's incredible and we want to celebrate that here at um, this week in skating so please go check out that article. I found it very heartwarming. I was following the results and saw that he finished I mean Brooklyn Blades finished right behind our friends at Stellaris. Mm-hmm. So Let's move on, though, to our social media updates. Congratulations are in order for Ireland's Caroline Soucis and Shane Ferris. They got engaged while they were in Ireland, so they're engaged to be married. Um, and he proposed on the cliffs of Maher. Oh, well, congratulations to them. Well, Hannah Lim posted her in Yiquan's training vlog, number one on June 25th, and it's a choreography-focused vlog. Holly Harris has a playlist of six summer training diaries. The most recent one was posted on June 25th. Of course, we'll share that link in our show notes. Well, it seems like everyone's doing the vlogs on YouTube Ileana and Ethan Peel are the latest team to launch a YouTube channel and post a vlog. Um, They did that on June 30th about their first competition of the season, which was Chesapeake Open, and as well as they talked about the U.S. figure skating dance camp. So we will put a link to their YouTube channel in our show notes. 
Well, Danny O'Shea and Ellie Cam were in Oakville doing work with Bruno Marcotte and training with Riku Miura and Ryuchi Kahara, along with Lucas, Siyoshi Honda, Sei Shimizu, Sumitada Moraguchi, and Yuna Nagioka from the Kenosha Academy. Louise Walden Edwards is the is a finalist for the She Inspire Awards for Fitness and Well-Being. Yay, Louise! Yay! Fingers crossed. So Gina and I were putting together this long list of all the program announcements and realized that it is massive this week. So we're not going to go through each and every one of them. We're just going to go ahead and add them to our website. We've got the links. They will be in our show notes. You guys can take a look and see lots of new programs, um, mostly from that Dreams on Ice tour. I think um, skaters are just putting it out there, you know, short or free, usually short as part of that tour. So instead, we will move forward to the upcoming events for the week. Yes, and coming up this week is Skate Milwaukee. Um, That takes place July 5th through the 9th. The U.S. Junior Team Camp, which is an invite only, will take place July 6th to the 7th at Skate Milwaukee. And the U.S. Figure Skating High Performance Camp also taking place all right there at Milwaukee in Wisconsin. Well, that brings us to the end of our planned content. It's funny, every time I say that, I think of it being like a skater's planned content for their program. Tina, can you let folks know where they can find us? You can find us at our website. It's thisweekinskating.com. On social media, Twitter, at thiswkinskating. And Facebook and Instagram, it's thisweekinskating. We love your feedback or your questions. You can reach out to us on social media or email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. We appreciate all the support that we have received via email and social media. We are going to transition to one of our favorite parts of our summer episodes, which is the mailbag discussion. Yes. And the question this week was, what was your first in-person skating experience? And we got a lot of responses. We're very excited about that. And we will tell you what our next question is once we finish our discussion here talking about this week's question. So Linda Kulik on Twitter wrote that the 1981 Skate America in Lake Placid was her first in-person skating experience. She said she was just a kid, but the one thing she will remember about it was meeting Vicki DeVries. Aw, thanks Linda for sharing Mm -hmm. that story. I love that we're doing this because it's giving us a chance to get to know our audience even more. Yeah, and I, you know, that goes back 81, Skate America in Lake Placid. So you think of, I just think of, you know, Skate America in Lake Placid in 2017, but to just know that there were so many other great moments that took Mm -hmm. place in Lake Placid um, is always exciting because this one I'm not as familiar with because it was, took place before I was born. um, So I don't remember the Skate America in Lake Placid in 81. So Jennifer Como on Twitter shared 1994 champions on ice at the Louisiana Superdome. I was so far from the ice in the second level, but it was magical seeing Gordier Van Grinkov, Boitano, etc. 
I'd worn out my VHS tape from the 94 Olympics. I feel your pain, Jennifer, because I wore out many skating tapes and I pieced them back together as much as I could, but it was never the same. Okay, so as you read that comment, I keep turning behind me because I do have a poster up on my wall where I record here on the podcast that's the 1994 Tour of World Figure Skating Championships. Is that the same uh, show? I'm wondering if that's the same one because if so, I do now look and there's Gordier and Grinkoff and Boitano. And so if I have that poster, that meant I was there, not at the Louisiana Superdome. But um, where I am from in Western New York here, um, so yeah, that one, um, that's a that's a good moment, definitely, and a great skating experience. That maybe have been my first skating experience. I can't remember, and I said that last week. What stars on ice? What champions on ice? What show I first went to? Sometime in the nineties, so. Well, here we are with the 90s going 1991 champions on ice with the U.S. ladies who swept the podium, Christy, Tanya, and Nancy. And the, uh, this person's first competition was 2001 Worlds, and that's from Buddy Star on Twitter. So from Island SK River on Instagram, first was 1992 Skate Canada International in Victoria, British Columbia. I was eight, I had been skating since I was three, and was deeply in love with the sport, still am. My mom and my grandparents took me, and I have so many amazing memories from that event, including an autograph from Tracy Wilson, and a hug from gold medalist and relative newcomer Elvis Stoiko. Next up for me is Skate Canada International in Vancouver this year. Would love one day to attend an event outside of Canada. I like events in Canada. Some of my favorite memories are 2005 Junior Worlds and 2011 Grand Prix Final. Both were in Canada. Loved it. Just, they're in my top five events ever. Yeah, I've only done one event in Canada, and that was uh, the 2016 Skate Canada International in uh, Mississauga. So I am looking forward to Worlds um, and having another event in Canada that I can say I've been to. So, um, yeah, I haven't had an opportunity too much to go up to Canada for an event. I did go, I did do the a, a show up in Canada in St. Catharines. And the name is, I'm drawing a blank on it. It might, it was a Tessa and Scott tour, but I can't remember what the name is at the moment. Um, but yeah. Um, Ruthie Ann Skate on Instagram wrote, when I was a toddler, my mom used to take me and my siblings to the rink for an activity. I like playing on the ice. Years later, I joined a skating club and loved it ever since. A lot of our first in-person skating experiences were our first time on the ice. And I, I don't actually can't remember the very first time I was on the ice, but it must have been that I loved it so much that I'm still skating at least once a week. Trying to. It's been harder in the summer. It hasn't. I think it's been two weeks since I've been on the ice. I skated on frozen ponds because I grew up in a very rural part of Maine. And we would have little quarries almost that would Mm. have water that froze over and we could skate there. I did really well. Like I, I, 
used I can remember gliding and jumping across parts that had like dirt in the middle. But then I think once my grandmother fell and hit her head, I got mm. so nervous that I really couldn't do it anymore. Um and it changed after that. I tried to skate probably 15 years ago. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave it to I'll leave it to the <laughs> skaters. I'll just I'll do the photography and and journalism instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so our final one is from Asami, who is a loyal listener from Japan. She says, my very first in-person skating experience was 1995 Tour of World Figure Skating Champions at Madison Square Garden in New York City, where we lived for almost five years. That was our last major event of our New York City life before my husband was transferred back to Tokyo. So I can't tell you how much we enjoyed it. It was so memorable that I still keep the booklet with photos attached here. Asami sent some photos with her post. So we're going to share those on Twitter um, yes. and other social media. Yes. So watch for those. And, and Asami, I keep all of my things <laughs> that I go to as well. So again, I have like a 94 poster, but I have in this room so much skating stuff. I, I don't know. I might need a second room. I'm running out of room, but even our friend Anne is giving me some of her skating stuff that I can keep so that I have, I have books that go back to the early nineties stars on ice programs. It, it's, it's crazy. So yeah, I always hold on to those things. Um, it's always fun to keep those and look back at them and say, Oh, but I, again, I can't seem to figure out what was the first like stars on ice or champions on ice. I'm going to have to ask my mom on that one. What was my first one? But, um, yeah. So, but all of this talk about 90s, you know, we mentioned 91, 94, 92, 95. We said, okay, our next mailbox question is going to be, what was your favorite memory from the 90s? <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and pick a couple performances. The first one's going to be um, Angelika Kreleva and Oleg Ovsienikov's 1997 free dance to Masquerade Waltz. Loved that performance. Loved the program. I also, um, also Ilya Kulik's 1997-98 short program to Revolutions by Jean-Michel Jarre is another one that I really enjoyed. Those are two that stand out to me the most, probably. Okay, so I'm going to need to think this one through a little bit because my I can't think of anything right now. And we literally came up with this question just before we started recording. So I will come back next week with mine. I just need to think it through. I need to go through and look a little bit more. Like I've got some coming into my mind, but I'm like, mm, let me, I want to think this one through a little bit. But I, again, what is your favorite memorable per program performance from the 90s in skating and I'll put that question out on social media later in the week to remind you to get them into us again you guys did great you sent them in via social media you did email as well if you've got photos you want to always attach 
feel free to. We'll share them out on social media as well. Love that. So Yes, and I may have more to add next week. These are just the two things that I could think of off the top of my head. Um, those are just two that stand out. I mean, Ice Dance. I fell in love with Ice Dance during that time, so there are tons of performances. But those are two that just, you know, stand out to me. So we like to end our podcast by shining a light on what's going on over at our respective websites. Over at IDC, I had an interview this week with Brooke Tufts. She is a solo ice dancer who is a national champion, a national medalist in senior solo dance. And so it was great to um, get to learn a little bit more about her career And our solo ice dance site is going to launch this Wednesday, July 5th. Well, over at FSO, I launched the official website for Olivia Flores and Luke Wang. Um, They are a junior pairs team that just got together last season, both brand new to pairs. So they are looking forward to their second season together. Um, and so as long, along with their website, I also did a Q and a with them talking about, uh, this past season, um, their, this coming season, um, the fact that they're still gonna do singles. They were both single skaters that did pairs, um, this past season and still kept doing singles. They're going to do that as well this season. So, um, check that out definitely. And I'm now working on another website that I hope to have ready to go in a few weeks. Well, outside of that, we have a little announcement to share. Gina and I have launched the Patreon for This Week in Skating. It is located at patreon.com slash thisweekinskating. We have four tiers. I think they kind of represent different budget levels. And we've named them in order of elements within a few of the disciplines. So level one is titled spin, and that represents synchro. Level two is twist, and that represents pairs. Level three is twizzle, which represents ice dance. And level four is named Axel. So we are excited. We're still figuring out exactly what we will include within these tiers. But the basics are already listed there, and we would love for you to become part of our Patreon community. We plan to release episodes early to our Patreon members, in some cases depending on the tier. And one tier in particular allows for you to get to see video from when we do the interviews. Oh, that'll be fun. (laughs) And then also I know one tier also has um, ad free because Mm -hmm. as you noticed in season two, ads were playing during your podcast. Um, So we will make that available ad free in one of the tiers. I'm not sure which tier it is, but if that's something you want to listen to the podcast without hearing advertisements, um, you can uh, become one of our Patreons for that tier and you will get the podcast without the advertisements yes next on our list is some swag we've got some cool things picked out we just have to get it set up you guys are always so patient with us because you know gina and i are working full-time in addition to doing this and we really appreciate your support 
Uh, we listen to what you want. You've sent us requests. You have let us know what you need, and we're happy to provide it. You know what our vibe is here on This Week in Skating, and so far everything that you guys have been requesting has been right in line with the vibe that we're trying to promote, so we appreciate that. But with that, we've reached the end of our episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have an ice week! <laughs> <laughs>